Alphabet Intelligence Podcast. Afrobeat Intelligence, democratizing African music. I like what you've done with the place. My yeah. place? Yeah, your place. There's a skeleton behind you or beside you. Uh, Why do you have a skeleton beside you? You see, the hat is wearing that. That hat belongs to chiefs where I come from. You know, that's like my guy. He's like my ancestor. Oh, <laughs> sometimes it's just chill, ah, uh, vibe still. And then, all over this place, little and large mementos. Like I can see this. I can see elephants. I can see statuettes, and I can also see a big ass, big ass bike bike here. Right. Why? Why is your space like this? Um, and there's a piano behind you. Yeah. A piano with gorillas drawn on it. A green piano with gorillas. Right. Why? Um, I don't know. Like, it's just an expression of how I feel sometimes. Like, I have most of this book, so I can always have something to run back to when I, when I search my soul and can find something, you know? I feel like I always need to look up to a word or a picture that's going to spark another um, set of creativity in myself. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Um, but is that something, is that where most of how, how your creativity comes? Is that how you define it? Like external things, sparking internal things? Um, I mean, most of my creative... Um, process has come from experience, past experience, you know. Okay. Um, everything I've ever come across finds a way to stick into my head. Yeah, that's why I barely watch movies. So, like, I watch movies, but I barely watch so much movies or so much music videos. So uh, that does not reflect so much in my... Because everything I ever experience always have this crazy impact on me, you know. So that's why I'm also very conscious of the things that I allow get into your exactly head. yeah because huh. it sticks everything plays like a scene what is happening here plays like a movie exactly yeah what is has there been any like direct like that has there, <laughs> has there been any direct like example of something you witnessed and then you found it in my videos yeah recording in your videos yeah one of the first set of videos i did uh, there was one video i did for king perry that had King Perry and Tenny that had um, August women with Gilly and rapper wearing stickers and yeah. dancing and all that. When I was much, much younger, my mom used to have these Sunday meetings with her friends. So like every Sunday, they go to different friends. Like this Sunday, the meeting is happening. No, like every last Sunday of the month is yeah. happening. So it's always a big gathering of women in our house then. Like you see all of them all dressed up and it's always beautiful. And, that must after, have been fun. Yeah, after they, after they, they have this contribution thing they do that everybody pays. And then, then after that day, my mom used to be on stack, you know, like everybody's <laughs> coming and then they're having that contribution. So I was quite very young and it's very beautiful. After everything, then they play music and you see, that's like, that's the only gathering that you're allowed to drink beer in public and nobody judges you. Okay, for real? Like, you know how women gather together and everybody's excited. I see women drinking beer, dancing, having fun, like, and everybody's like, oh, this is that day, they're chilling, you know, so. Every, yeah. Everybody just hands off them. Yeah. Like, like the women's like, Yes, today's women's day. And you, know? you 
small man. Yeah, small man, like in bag. Yeah, because there's always excess, excess food that day because they cook for everybody. So that's like one of my favorite days because there's excess food, there's excess afang soup, there's excess <laughs> edikai soup, there's excess jollof rice. That's what you think. Yeah, so we always look forward to that day because. And so that played. Yeah. So one time I was just looking for ideas for a video, then that came to me. I was like, oh, how would this look like if we have like young, pretty women dressed like this, but not with heels, but with white sneakers? So it has this. So it also mixed with the uh, jiggy, jiggy urban. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. So and I did that, and it was, I really enjoyed doing that. It was beautiful and came out so nice, you know? So nice. Yeah. You, you talk about like, this story just reminds me of your childhood. You talk mm -hmm. about childhood and how important it is right. in a lot of people. Because now you're an adult, you're making art and your childhood is in it. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know how people that never really had, um, when I was younger, I used to feel like it was, it was so much pain, you know, but right now it feels like blessing and it feels like a blessing because um all of these experience have taught me a lot right now you know because how will you tell so much how will you tell the african story if you've never really had the african experience it can't be bought you know True. like that hood life everything that ever happened in the street you understand that is our pain our suffering yeah. you understand this if you notice some of the even biggest artists in nigerians all of them came from that place yes where it feels like the sun doesn't shine on the trenches yes trenches <laughs> You get it. So yeah. the trenches has successfully pushed a lot of us to um, do things that you normally spend years in learning. You have to just learn it, learn it on the spot because because you just have to survive. You know. Sure. Yeah. I, I get you. You you were in the trenches. Yeah. Shout out to the trenches. You spent time there. Uh, maybe my mom no good yes. Yeah, no, no, not your mother. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we go into that part, the part of the trenches I'm referring to. Is yeah, like food still. You, you on your own. Yeah, but childhood based. Where did you grow up? Um, I grew up at Agungi here. For real? Yeah. I think it's like I don't want to give them your location, but Agungi yeah. is like between ten to fifteen minutes from here. Yeah, like that's. All this, I'm still in my end, you know. So like. I did my primary school, secondary school, in everything. Game. Yeah, so yeah. My, my secondary school was in VI. For real? Primary school was in Osaka, London. I, I, so, you're a real island boy then? Yeah, but like the the island before this island, you know, like. Okay. So what was it like back the estates then? And all of what was it like back then before this place became, before Lecky and this corridor yeah. became what it became? How um, was life here then? I mean, you could tell that there was a, a, a rapid development coming, you know, but like then where I grew up was quite very, it was, then we used to have a lot of Uru, you can come out some certain time, this, do you understand? Like, yeah, it was like, really traditional. Yeah, it was really traditional, you know, but like having all the estates and the billionaires around, you know, money. <laughs> wow. So that the money changed. Yeah. Like things. there were so many, like there were so many people that could not control, you know, yeah. Like then it was like a community. So the, there were no tied roads. So most of us had to, do you understand? I used to go on all those bikes that had a lot of Fuji on it. Yeah. And, uh, okay. yeah. So it was like going to primary school, be like six of us on one bike, holding hands, holding each other like this. And then the bike guy has 
some food you'd better do slamming and then through the bushes there are some roads you can't pass because there are dogs and all of that then boom estates started coming people started that must, that must have been a great life yeah like in terms of community people yeah. knowing each other yeah all of those it was, what, what, it was fun you knew the next guy in the next compound and you the guy down the street trust me that was like it was beautiful so money changed all of that money changed all of that and sometimes it's boring okay <laughs> but do you think do you think compared to now and before which one would you prefer now of course why i mean life was fun in the ghetto still but like having to do we're just lucky to come out alive you know because having to most of us are not exposed to clean water yeah you're not exposed to healthy living like clean environment there's mosquitoes everywhere like how we even survived that getting some disease and all of that is, feels like a miracle still you know but like it's it's a beautiful life because everybody that was this you knew everything around five o'clock everybody's dripped out stay outside looking for beers that you take to some coral and <laughs> was that was that was that the genesis of your drip <laughs> um i was introduced to a lot of hip-hop from when i was very young because i had uh, a brother that we were like seven years apart yeah like and that's like my uh, and that's like my elder brother so we we're like seven years apart so he was living his life yeah and we we're like best friends so i was i was like seven and i was watching what star yeah. Then stand uh hip hop so, revolution. So it was always bringing these things. Yes, yeah, CDs. Yeah. So I was watching a lot of Nelly, and I loved them. I was watching a lot of um, PDD and all of that. So Cassidy, I wanted to be like this guy. Then so, and I was so young. So I was not introduced. To, I was not watching cartoon when my mates were watching cartoon. I was already watching a lot of hip hop. You get so that already. I loved the aesthetics, you know. Yeah. So even though I was in the hood, but like. I was trying to leave that aesthetics. Oh. Okay, yeah, the hip hop life and all of that. So I always wear big jeans, come out, try to get everybody. I was the I was the weird one in the hood. Everybody's like, what's wrong with this girl? <laughs> but me, I was looking at them like, yeah, look. Like, y'all, you know my wave, no. Y'all too regular. I am on them Cassidy wave, you know? So I just, I was in the hood, but my mind was already exposed to a lot of. A lot of things. A lot of pop culture. Yeah, but why didn't you care? Why? Because as a kid then, mm -hmm. we were too busy like yeah. thinking about what people thought about us. Exactly. How, how our friends, what our friends think mm -hmm. of us, yeah. how it works and all. But for some reason, you just did not care. Um, why? I mean, for me, it's been that way because um, as, as time went on, a lot of rich kids up around like a lot of they sold out a lot of land from the trenches and yeah. then there were a lot of estates and all of that so there was a lot of rich community around the trenches gentrification yes that's what they call it yes so most of these kids sometimes they always make the kids from the trenches feel like they are not the dark kids you understand yeah, they're not they're not cool enough yeah they're not, 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 cool not enough. fresh enough yes exactly and I was from trenches, you know, said you run. <laughs> so I was just chilling, you know, like I was not trying to. <clears throat> and another thing, I had this certain level of confidence because I felt like I was informed to a certain level. Yeah. I watched a lot of documentaries. Yeah. So like I had, I read a couple books growing up. So 
even though I was with them, but I was not, even though I was in there, but I was not with them. You were not off that place. Exactly. Because the orientation was yeah, wider. Yeah. My mom and my dad were dedicated Christians who go yeah. to church a lot. And what church, church was that? Redeemed. Still in Agungi? Yeah. So, and the church had a lot of people that liked me because I could act, you know, I could act. What role were you playing? I was, I, most times I was playing the devil, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you were playing the devil. I was always playing the devil. <laughs> so uh, I was, I was. Acting. Why, 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 why were they giving you the devil role? Because I was the way one want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so yeah, I was very active, and then I used to win a lot of priest competition. I knew the Bible proper. Just so you were both wayward. Yeah, talented, talented. Um, you didn't, you didn't give a, you didn't give a fuck. Fly for, and then. And then you were still number one in Bible knowledge. Exactly. Exactly. So you went for competitions and all. I love competitions and I always come out winning. So, so it was weird. So I had I already had a fan base in church. Like people liked me. People loved me because I was. So that's why I even went to film school in the first place. You know, I went to film school because what's in this? We. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So you're I, saying, I went to a film school because everybody in church felt like I was a good actor. I should go try in a film school and probably get picked for a major role. Then I, I thought the filmmaking industry was. I felt like I thought the life of a director was. Was. I don't want to say that. Shout out to the directors. But, but how did you? You thought it was. It looked how. Probably I watched so many Hollywood movies, so I yeah. felt like I had that picture of. Being an actor, like wealth, money, and all of that shit, like the fame and everything. But when I started hustling to be an actor, then I was meeting these people in person and I wasn't feeling it, you know? Like, you, were, you were feeling the people behind the camera. No, you know, the people in front. I was even feeling the people behind the camera more. That's why. In front. Yeah, that's so why. The actors, they didn't, you didn't like how, you didn't like how the yeah, I was, their vibe was. Yeah, like there was, so, it felt like there was so much politics. Like, I mean, I hate. I hate, I hate, um, I'm a very straightforward person. If you can do the job, you should do the job. Yeah. I, I hate the whole industry policy. Yeah, no, no one politics. needs to know you. Or yeah, exactly. You yeah, or like, I'm like, yeah, in front of exactly. You. Like, do what yeah, they, they yeah. can do. I hate, I hate the cacos thing, like the gang thing. Like I'm a free person. I work with whoever I feel like I can do the job, you know? So like you go for a couple of auditions and it's some people by them, by themselves. Do you understand? It feels yeah. like, it felt like, it just felt so fake and so stupid. I'm sorry to say. Well, like the underground process. Yeah, the under I know, I know, I know how it is to hustle. So it felt like, yes. To hustle at that this level. This is the thing. I figured that, okay, to be on the level I, I had to, uh, I wanted to be, I had to kiss some asses. And that is not me. I can't do that. Like, I'm too proud for that. <laughs> well, kissing ass is just it just it just takes some part of your dignity exactly like that's not me like i'd rather not do it do you understand so like i was like oh so this person has to like me this person has to like me for me to actually be here do you understand so and i'm not trying to get you i'm not trying to leave for you to like me i'm trying to live my life yeah do you understand so i just figured out now nah, this is not what i want to do because i'll just end up wasting my time because I know I'm not going to, I'm not trying to make this director like me so he can yeah. cast me for a yeah. shit. I was like, okay, who's the biggest guy here? 
the director calls the show. Okay, I want to be the director. <laughs> so that was the first time you yeah. ever said uh, yeah. you wanted to be behind the camera. Yes, yes. So you got into the industry, yeah. experienced a lot of nepotism and yeah. and 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 gatekeeping. Yes. And I felt like the only way to to climb climb is to be the one calling the shots. Shot. Yeah. And that's when you said, "I want to be that guy calling the shots." Trust me. But you right now you're calling a lot of shots. All the shots. <laughs> I, I like your confidence it's my I, I remember the first time well the first time i ever met you yeah a lot of these things didn't exist we were we were both in like very different situations there right. and well you i could tell back then that and this was before you even shot your first music video but i could tell back then that there was something special about you you I made, remember, you, yes, you made everywhere. You electrified everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that's why, if you notice the way I move as a director, yeah, from my followers and all of my activities on, on social media, you understand that I'm not just, um, I'm not like an every normal creative, you know? Okay. Like, you know how directors move, how producers move, you understand? Like, yeah. I can be whatever I want to be. Yeah. As long as you get, wise. as long as you get the thing done. Exactly. Yeah. So I, if I could choose, I'm not the type to deceive myself, but I I know I have this swag to do music, but I'm not gonna do it because that's not my shit. You know. Yeah. I, a lot of people have hit me up like, yo, why don't you drop song? Yeah, because you look the parts, you feel the parts. People follow you for you. Yeah. So not, like a lot of people, don't, a lot. I know people follow you for your work, and yeah. your work validates mm -hmm. like your existence. Mm -hmm. Like I know people who follow TG Omari because they like his vibe. Yes. So like the yeah exactly. So the vibe has been there from time. So I just started doing directing. So like so they hit you up. People yeah. hit you up and tell you that you should do music. Yeah, people. A couple people like even big artists have offered to give. But first, yeah. But why have you ever considered that? Did you when have you ever considered it? The streaming now, this the chance yeah. for IP and all that. Like, why? Why not? The thing about me is I don't know how I feel tomorrow, but right now, I don't. It's not just. I'm not just feeling it. You know, like I need to feel it. Yeah. Again, it needs to come from your spirit. Yeah, I'm not the type to do it because people want. You can't. Let me go tell you it's not good. Let me you go tell you. understand? Like, yeah. I, I, once I feel like I'm going to do it, but right now, I, tomorrow I could wake up and because there was a time yeah. I was trying to do something like, I'm not going to say here because I might still do it, but still, I've considered, but not me singing. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. You want to put it, put the music together. Yes, exactly. Like, do it. <laughs> okay. I get you. Yeah, so... But one, when I'm ready, I'm going to do it. But I doubt I'm ever going to do it because it's not my thing, you know. Like, I'm I'm chilling. I, I love I love my life right now. I love how, I love my job. I love how it's going. Do you understand? Yeah. So I could choose to stop making music videos and do something else, probably fashion-wise or yeah. cre creative director-wise. Yeah. But, like, music is far from from what you wanted yeah okay so, so it's okay to have it's okay to have the personnel this like you don't need to that's the mistake everybody feels like you need to be a musician to express the pop culture whatever you know like it's just music is just so powerful that it brings out that 
energy in you. So like you could still have the energy and be whatever. When it could be a doctor and be jiggy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. True. I know. I know a couple of jiggy doctors. Yeah. Shout out to them. Shout out to Apoko doctor. Shout out to AG Kim. Those are jiggy doctors. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so. And you see, that's why you know them. Yes. Because yeah. they're jiggy. Exactly. So like that's the thing fashion does to people. People don't understand the power of fashion. Bro, trust me, I say this shout to Fella. His fashion was one of the things that made him stand out from other. In his era, there are other good musicians that were doing fantastic music. Yeah. But his personality, the, um, his um, commitment to uh, making sure that the people have a better life, fighting the government and all of that, his style, his yeah. personality, his work, now made his music so unique. It's not... There, there were better, better vocalists. Do you understand? There were people that were making some crazy ass music still, you know. So, in everything you do, you just need to have style, you know. Yeah, style. style. Once you have style, you are going to stand out. Yeah, style right. is what stands you out. Yeah, Every, a lot of people can do it, 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 the, the work. Trust me. But why? But, but why would people pay attention? See, style. Style. Yeah. Because of the expression of self. Trust me. Okay, so. What was the first move you made when you left that place? Where, when you made that decision that you were going to do the film? What was the first thing you did as you walked out of that room? Um, I started shooting. Like you just walked out and started shooting? I started shooting viral content. On your phone? No. I was lucky to be working for the media house at that time. I was a writer. I was not a full-time style. But like, so you were also a writer? Yeah, I was writing. TG. TG, 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 TG. You should call yourself Swiss Knife because <laughs> you've mentioned a lot of things across board. Yeah, Active, was, you can do music, yeah, fashion design. I style. write my treatments and all of that, even right now. Nice, beautiful. So, like, so, so you were writing in the media house then? Yeah, I was writing skits and all of that. So okay. um, in the media house, they had the same way you have your crew and cameras. Yeah. So we come out to shoot stuff like Hello, this. Hello, crew. Shout out to that's my people. We come out to shoot stuff like this, you know. Then they come back home. So every they come back to the office. Then I had no place to go. I was sleeping in the vocal booth in the office. I was just chilling. You were you lived in the vocal booth? Yeah, in the office. So did, I just, did your people, did your staff members know you were Yeah, like yeah. Some of my friends knew. Yeah. Like most of the staffs were like my guys. Okay. They get to Sometimes it's not just me, we're like three, because I mean, it's finally Keja and coming back to the island was a lot. And bro, spending so much money, where the money is, sometimes just be like, most times. Are you comfortable to reveal what you were paid then? Nah, it's not. Okay. I wasn't, I was, I was, I would rather say I wasn't paid. Okay. But I needed to be, I needed to be in the, I needed to be somewhere. Yeah, being where, where it was happening. Yes. So every time they come back, they stock up the, uh, what is it called? The camera room. The camera room and then, there's one guy that was in charge of the cameras, like he's the one that has the keys. So I go to him and be like, yo, I'm going to go now, I'm going to carry one camera and some lights, I'm going to get one shoot for my friends for street. Yeah. He'll be like, ah, guy, you go give me thank you. Yes, I go tell you. Yes, I say, I think thank you. Then I'll pass So you it. even like the money you were make. Yeah. You were still paying. Paying, yeah. I'll give him thank you. Yeah. And then he's going to give me all the cameras, like 5D, so, uh, Canon 5D Mark. At that two. at that time? Yes. That was like heaven. Yeah, Canon, yeah. Canon 5D. Canon 5D. <laughs> then, then it was a thing that Patrick Ali shot Halacho Boy with 7D. 
Ah. I was, it was a thing then I showed Canon. Yeah. So we did so we were like, oh, this is the shit. Canon 70. So you take these cameras, you get into a car and then go down to yeah. Agungi. Yes, put it in the car, go down to my hood, get my friends that we all do music together because I used to know my hood music, wood rap and all of that. Yeah. Get my friends that were doing music together. All of us come outside. I shoot viral videos for all of them, you know. Like I was just shooting. Today I'm going to shoot a video. I go home and it's overexposed. Like you have everywhere just literally white. You were, shooting, you were shooting their own yeah. viral videos Video for their songs. For their songs. But it was like an experimental process. So I shoot. I go to the editing timeline. All the shots are so exposed and white. I'll be like, damn. I go back. I'll do my research. Why is this shot so white? You go, you go on the internet. Yeah. How do you reduce the amount of lights that come into? Okay, you turn down your eyes, so do this to your aperture, do this to your shutters. Oh, okay, good. I'll go fix that. Do next shoot. Yeah. The next one probably too dark. How do you fix this? Uh, don't shoot higher than ISO 160 so that you don't get greens. This, this, this. Or even if you have greens, you can denoise it. Do you understand? Like, I was learning with my mistakes. So, but then it was safe because the cost of the video was 15K. 15K, that's... Okay, that's how much everything yeah, is spent. Me, yeah, for so if I lose that, it's still... Even though it was a lot of money then, but it was still fair. Like, it's okay for me to... Do you understand? Since... Yeah. Cause you normally, are investing. Yeah, because normally, if I was to go through the proper process, to rent that camera, I would probably like, be like 25K yeah. to rent light. So I was privileged to be in a place where the company had all of that. So I was moving the companies. I was taking the risks that, on Sundays when the bus is around. So, and then while doing that, you just continue to improve. Yeah, I was improving, improving. improving. And, and then, then all of that was like my first. So then I started getting videos of 50k naira for my friends, for my friends, just viral videos. Yeah. So I was shooting, so I was getting familiar with the camera. Yeah. I was getting familiar to... While I'm, getting paid. Yeah, while getting paid 50k. Wow. That I'm still going to invest. <laughs> like, I literally invest everything, everything back in there and still add my money. Yeah. You know, so after all of that, my friends in the hood already started calling me, hey, the new Clarence Peter, hey, if I've come, they'll be like, hey, director. So I was... I. I Gradually, I was like the first guy in the hood. Nobody ever knew what music video directing should be like. Everybody, the basic, be a musician, I, be a dancer. I, 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 I imagine they, they were excited to have you. Yes, like... It was always a party. It was a... Yes, like, it's a plus for the hood that someone from the hood cannot shoot the video. So it's not... Making a video is not a dream no more because you barely see someone in the hood that makes music videos. Yeah. This was like 2013. And just someone even from the hood. hood. So now, like, I was automatically, I was a hood pop. Every young artist in the video was in the street was getting the video. Nice. Cutting me, well you know, because it was like well viral shit. Well, so well the hood loved me already because I, and I, I got swags there. Yeah. So that was when one of my guys from the hood was in Lekki hustling, still in the studio. That was how he met Lucas. Yeah, Lucas J. Yeah, and he told Lucas that, oh, there's this guy in the hood. Okay. This guy can shoot sick. Lucas and I said, okay, let me check him out. That was when I pulled up on you and Lucas. Yeah, interestingly, around that period, I was yeah. just, I was walking, I usually at walk Pulse. from, I, walk, I was working at Pulse, yeah. and I usually walk from like the Pulse gate Pulse, to yeah, the street. Yeah. That was the only exercise I had, I was yeah. at the desk all day. Yeah. So while walking one day, this light skin shot guy was just standing. I was like, yes. And he's like, he's like, you're Joey. And I'm like, 
no. And he's like, you're Joey. I'm like, yes. Mm. And he's like, my name is Lucas. I have a studio here. <laughs> when can I come and see you? And I'm like, I'm at the office. Come when you can. So one hour, Lucas was at the office. Joey, I, Joey said I should come and see. That's how I met Lucas. Cause it was that, yeah, he was hustling me directly. Because he's, uh, no, when, when I saw his heart and what he knew about music, I'm like, this is a good guy. And yeah. became friends. He's my best friend. So, 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 so yeah, that was, it was through him that I met you. Yeah. So you pulled up. What were you coming to do there then? So Luca, uh, Lucas wanted to see me, you know. Yeah. Lucas stood together. Yeah, I mean, because Lucas wanted to shoot at that time. They just shot a video for their artist. And it was... Yes Plus. Back yeah, Yes Plus. It was beautiful. And then they wanted to shoot another one. And then that guy was telling me that, ah, so if you guys are going to look for that actor for like a million plus, I have one guy, if you give him 500k, he's going to... He's going to and he has swag. He's going to... Like, the guy was so sure. Yeah. The guy was like, okay, tell him to pull through and trust me to... And this was this was your first ever a chance for an official yeah, for an official Yeah, for an official music. Okay, so you you pulled through. Yeah, I pulled through. How was the reception? Because, I mean, I, I, I came with the swag and all of that, you know? So when we linked... I always thought you had swag. When I saw you back then, I was like, uh-uh, that's different. <laughs> always. You get so I came I came through my Timberlands and all of yeah. that. So I was feeling jiggy and fly. So we had the positive conversation, like nice, like the energy and everything was hundred. They was like, we're gonna do it. I was like, yeah, sure, trust me, I'm gonna finish. Like I made him understand that even though I don't have like a big video, yeah, but I know what I'm doing and I'm here to like finish. He was like, Yeah, sure. Sent me the money. And I he didn't know you from, and this was someone taking a chance on you. Yeah, he you from because anywhere. it was not even his record label. He had someone to report. To. Yes. So it, if anything, so it was, was label happened. money. Yes, it was label money. It's, it was a manager gambling with, with label, label money. money on a guy that somebody said did some does something in the hood. Hood, like, <laughs> and this was in Lekki. Yes, do you understand okay. too? Did you see that thing then? How were you during that period? Mm -hmm. Why were you? Why? Were you waiting for a chance like that? I knew it was going to come. <laughs> Didn't just know how. You were yeah. just doing your thing. Yeah, I, was just doing, I knew it was going to come. Like, I was just doing my thing. I, I was... You notice that I, I did not run to nobody to go intern or something. I was going through the process. Yes. Like, I'd rather just be by myself, find my way. Boy, will always find his way. So I was just doing my thing. Shout out to my friend Osage. He was like... He worked in the um, company. So he yeah. had experience on cameras already. Okay. But it was my friend from film screen, you know? So he was the guy that was always putting me through the cameras every time. Because before I said I wanted to be a director, I never seen a camera. Yeah. Like I've not, even shooting that video, ES Plus with yeah. Lucas, I rented a red camera because I wanted the best picture then. Yeah. So I was like, and all my life I've been shooting with DSLR cameras. Okay. So that's the first time I'm going to even be seeing the red in my life. And how was that transition that moment? It was, it was a crazy transition because I never used the red. I've never seen it. And I was willing to use it to shoot my own first music video with me as a DOP. So like, no, for like some, the risk someone was yes, taking on you. Also. Yes. Like you bring in a tool that you've never seen in your life and you're willing to use it to take that shot, that one shot. I would have said, let me just stick to my... DSR camera that I was very, very familiar with. I can't do anything on it, but I was like, I want the best. The, the, the money was not favorable, but I was willing to, I was even, in fact, I wanted nothing out of that video. This is me gambling yeah. and taking my first shot. Do you understand that? 
But one thing I did, I hired a professional, like a professional DOP. I think I paid him 50K. What's a DOP? Director of photography, like okay, I, I asked I asked these questions for people that don't know. don't know. Yeah, okay. Let's say a cinematographer. I hired a, cine, a, cine, a cinematographer to come be with me, you know. Yeah. So that he guides me through in case I do some shitty ass, um, what's it called? Some shitty ass settings. Yeah. And he can just pull me back, you know. Okay. Because I was already as much as I was ready to take the risks, I just needed to be smart with it. Yeah, you had to have, you have insurance. Yeah. So we did that video. They loved it. That video was lovely, though. It came out nice. Yeah. I was like, it felt so easy. I was like, oh, okay. All right. So that is it. <laughs> Somebody called me after watching that video from, I just saw and, it. And that was your first video on TV. On TV. Yeah. It was distributed everywhere. Everywhere. So. And your name was there, TG. TG Omar. So somebody called me. I just saw a foreign number called me from US and said, you, I saw a video shot for US Plus. So love, it's, it's so lovely. I want to send uh, you some songs. I have an artist in Nigeria I wanted to shoot for. I was like, eh? <laughs> Is that how you happen? Yes. Yes. Um, You're big time now. Yes. Then You're big time now. I shot that video. was sick. People started calling. So it's just been that way. People started, I shot that one. People saw it, shot the other one. Another person saw it. So every video came with his new client. So it was just like that. Everybody was seeing it, and everybody was seeing it, and everybody was seeing it. A very interesting um, thing that happens to creatives yeah. when they start getting into the sort of positions when they're they're in, when they're on the up, yeah. and now the things are changing around them. The people they're meeting are changing, like everything. How do you then? How did you learn to navigate these relationships? Because one of the things you have the people that people respect is that you have your relationship with your clients. They aren't just professional. It's like they become friends. Yeah. They become family. It's like having a family doctor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Having a family doctor because you vibe with that doctor still. That happens for you. How do you navigate that? Like, what does it mean to navigate these ways and build these relationships? Um, I mean, most of the times we, we, we just vibe, you know, yeah. everybody know when it's time to grind, it's time to grind. You know? Yeah. Like there's always a balance. I, I try to keep work as work and family as family. Yeah. So it's just because I feel like I'm an easygoing and understanding person. Yeah. Know? Cause Knowing how I came into the business, I came in by myself. So I was not, I was not, uh, I, I never went through the industry corruption. Yes. So you didn't have to like form a clique, exactly. go through a caucus, yeah. exactly. get miseducated. You know, there's something about being in the industry for a long time before blowing up. Yeah. There's always this, a lot of people who don't stand you up, a lot of people who don't disappoint you, a lot of people who don't scam you. So. Before you even become big, your heart is already fucked up. Yeah. And it's already fucked up. Your view about life and people is already messed up. Yeah. So I was, I never really went through that process. I was just from the back shooting my videos and people were just seeing it and I were asking questions. Who, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Because I was never identified with nobody before now. 
Yeah. Yeah, I was never under nobody. Or I was never... You didn't come up through yeah. anybody. Exactly. You're just in the hood, grinding. Yeah, grinding. And you took all your opportunities. Another thing people... That, that the first thing people notice about your videos are you don't... You never give two people the same treatment. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yes, it is. It's crazy because to do the amount of volume that you do mm -hmm. and each of them stand out individually as their own creative like entity right without anything overlapping it's it's genius bro trust me thanks a lot man so this this creativity where does i know you spoke about childhood and all, but like on a wider level now yeah what is creativity to you hmm um, I have wired my mind, uh, to see situation and life as scenes. Yeah. So as I said, every, everything I come across or I have a hold on, I'm going to convert it to scenes. Do you understand? Yeah. So I, for some reasons, I never really stress. If I, I could just randomly think of somebody falling from 16-story building and in between the time when he was on the air and trying to land, he's doing his performance. And then... <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Do you understand? And then, boom. And I'll be like, okay, what's the best way to bring finesse? Into this. Into this. The most important thing is finesse. I don't the think... Finesse is, 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 is more important than, yeah, than anything uh, else. Yeah. So you, with finesse, you can make anything beautiful. Yeah. They understand the things that never, that's why some people dress the weirdest way. Yeah. But people still love them because there's finesse. Like the clothes has good finishing. Yeah. The shoes are clean, properly ironed. They understand like even though the style is weird, but because there's finesse, people still accept. Yeah, because it it yeah. It's 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 beautiful too. Exactly. Style. So with fine aesthetics. So anytime I have even the most random ideas, I just find a way to bring in finesse. And finesse comes with knowing how to play with colors, how to play with lights, yeah. how to play with styling, yeah. how to play with the hair down to the eyebrows. Okay. They understand the kind of cars that should be in, the kind of location. So that's where finesse comes in. I feel like thinking of the idea is has never been the issue. If I just think of the various things I'm just out finesse that's what I just do so yeah that's how I create most of my stuffs basically amazing and I just give you really hack the code what <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 this is Afrobeats intelligence trust me this is the intelligence of it mm -hmm. people can watch they can connect with the person yeah. but they can also take something home like right. this can also inspire another young kid that's saying how is this boy doing this and when he watches this or, or listens to this, he just becomes more inspired. Trust. So this is how you give back. To the society. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to my guys <laughs> in the trench. <laughs> so another thing also is work ethic. Yeah. Your glimpses of your, the part that you could produce this volume mm -hmm. is a huge testament to your work ethic. Right. And they could maintain the same level of quality and consistency. Right. 
And then you just also mentioned that when it's work, it's work. When it's family, it's family. What's the work ethic? What's your work ethic? Uh, military. Military, full military. What is this military? Uh, a formation or is a format, I call it military. Most of my boys call me major because it's strict discipline. Like when it's time to grind, we are outside grinding. Everybody grinds. Everybody grinds. Like there's no, no sleeping here. There's the retirement plan. So now that we have to grind, let's grind. So everybody has to know that no is not an answer. <laughs> yeah. Do you understand? Not for business part, but like when it's time to achieve stuff. Yeah. If I want uh, Tomiland Bridge down, I want Tomiland Bridge Let's get Tomiland Bridge down. Do you understand? Yeah. So that's just how it's been. And we've taken the craziest risk and it has come with crazy consequences, but that's why we are here still. <laughs> yep. There are parts of this, of shooting. Mm -hmm. as a director in Lagos. There are parts of shooting as a director in Lagos that are sort of challenging. Mm -hmm. For you as, you know, a guy from the hood, working the streets, now working the game. When you go to Lagos to shoot, like, what are these things? Shooting in the streets of Lagos? Yeah. <clears throat> First, I mean, no matter who you have, you come to my hood to shoot, you are going to have to pay me. Why, why should they pay you? Because it's my hood. They're disturbing our, you're disturbing our peace. They're disturbing our peace. So you, have, so you have to give us something to yes, make us feel exactly, good. Exactly. And allow you. Exactly. Like you have to. You're host. disrupting us. Exa you're disrupting us. Disrupting our business. Exactly. Yes. So I don't want to go to any hood to go shoot without reaching out to like their most influential person. Do you understand? Like they are king of boys, you know? Yeah. You have to first of all. They're done one. Yeah. Let him know, give him some nice stacks to set to the boys. The girls boys just want settlement. They don't want so much. Just out of this money we buy spending, give us our. But when they are, when they now start acting greedy, that's when there's a problem. There's a problem. So as like, long as you guys can yeah, shake hands on exactly, a deal, yeah, like, and yo, everybody says we are all hustlers. I'm a youth like you. I'm trying to be a better person. I need all of you to come out support me. I mean, I'm gonna make sure that everybody that is out gets taken care of. Just as I would treat my crew. Then I treat all of us as one because I'm in your hood. I need to respect that, you know? Yeah. So I just make sure that everybody's cool. But then if anybody tries to not act tough, then... Military. Military. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand? So, like, it's... I don't think that's ever been a problem. And people just need to understand that if you're in Rome, you behave like a Roman. Yeah. Don't come to the hood to try to want to intimidate, but if... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's their How home. many people want to shoot? It's their home. Yeah, I get you. Just I get the right thing, and everybody's gonna be all right. So, you make videos, and they do this. Like okay, when you create this video, hmm? what are you looking for for it to have in? What are you looking for for it to have in people? Like, who are you making these videos for? To your understanding of people, how do how does it influence how you make your video? Um, most times I make videos for the mind. Okay. Because <clears throat> with time, humans will find themselves. Yeah, no matter who you are. Yeah. With time, you definitely find yourself. If you don't find yourself now, you find yourself tomorrow. 
So I do videos that relate to the mind, not just the eyes. So whenever I find yourself, you find yourself in that video. Yeah. Like whenever I see that video, it touches, like it feels like you don't understand. You, are, you don't even see the pictures. You feel like you're in the video, you know? So that's the level I'm trying to, like that's the level I'm pushing this shit to. I want to connect to the minds of people. But at the same time, I keep it clean and beautiful so that it's pleasant to the eyes too for the commercial benefits still, you know? That's why sometimes I make them clean and beautiful so that everybody, sometimes I just want to make dark videos to express myself, but you also need to consider the market too. Yeah. MTV wants that shining on their screen. Okay. Trees, works Like every TV station want that TV looking clean and yeah. So it helps with the rotation, you know, for the artists. I also consider. You also consider that. Yes, for the appearance. what makes it all work is yeah. if it can play everywhere. Exactly. And so the product you give them has to be able to play yeah. in all so these places. As much as I try to create my weirdest dreams yeah. in videos, I also consider that the commercial value of it very important. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're trying to sell to people. And, and selling to people, has there been a time when you've done something and it hasn't, the public hasn't exactly connected or have misunderstood you? I don't care, you know? <laughs> yes. You, you say that all the time. Yeah. And you yeah. really don't. I don't, you know. Why don't you care? Because people will be people, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, I'm like one of my worst critics. Like every day I wake up and there's an argument in my mind against myself, you know, like I hate mediocrity. So like before I put it out, I would have sat down. If I ever conceived to put out a shitty video, then I've probably accepted, accepted that, okay, this can be a better video. And that is rare. So if I ever put out a video that is not so nice, probably I've lost all my options you understand like yeah or probably there was some you know sometimes there are situations that go on behind the scene that people don't know about True. sometimes you get billions to do videos and you get on set and range or true and you've probably constructed so much and then you just have to make do with what you have you know so I'm like suck there, there's a lot of things that happen sometimes the artists come late and then they look so a lot, and shooting in Lagos, sometimes you get stuck in traffic for four hours trying to change location, move locations. Yeah. So like, there's a lot that happens. Sometimes you have to deal with boys in the hood still. Yeah. Then you guys will have to go on a three hours break trying to set to, because different parties are coming for their own share. For their own share. And each so, of those times they come, there's a disruption. Yeah. So a lot happens behind the scene. A lot happens behind the scene. So sometimes... The videos you see and feel like it's shitty it was never really inten intentional. Yeah. Everybody wants a sick ass video for themselves. I want every of my videos to be as crazy as hell. But trust me, anytime you see a video that you feel like doesn't hit your expectations, please forgive us. Yeah. <laughs> really try. Yes, yes. I get you. I get you. So this is what people should understand. It's not it's not it's not easy mm -hmm. to create in Lagos, especially when you create in public. Bro. It's not. And, and so I do. For you now, when you come, like, you, one thing that people say about you 
and I've been doing a lot of research, searching your name everywhere. People say you are redefining what it means to be a video director. Like you're changing how people perceive video directors. You're changing, you're telling people that you can be as good as it can be professionally, but you can also be your own person. Right. Why is it important that that this happened, that you do this? Um, somebody had to do it and I decided to be one, you know? Okay. Yeah, because there's always, um, in every generation or in every career, there's always going to be someone that's going to bring in change. The only way to be legendary in every aspect of life is bringing in a new change or an evolution, you know? Introducing something. Yeah, new, yeah. So that's how, that's the only way you can be the greatest of all time in any part of, in, in, in any part of life. Yeah. Because if Nani can never be better than Ronaldo, shout out to Nani. <laughs> yeah. Playing like Ronaldo. Yeah. Real. Yeah. So if you know the, the reason why Ronaldo and Messi are two different people, because they pre they play two different kind of football. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. If Messi was playing like Ronaldo, he can never be better than Ronaldo. If Ronaldo was playing like Messi. So if you are coming into an industry and you are moving like the greatest day, it's almost impossible. You, know? yeah. you have to come with your style. And your style is now going to influence a lot of people. And then it's now going to feel like a religion until your style can bring you followers that follow it like a religion, you're never gonna shit. Okay, so being this person, being who you are right now, right. being a part of pop culture and an instrument of it, because you're the one giving us what we, the imagery we we think about, we, we, we associate pop culture with. Right. What does this, does this popularity that you have, this, Fame, this hyper visibility, personal hyper visibility, does it impact your work in any way? How does it impact your work or impact your processes? Um, um, I mean, if you see the way I live, I live in like it's like it's a lifestyle. It's countless number of times I've come on set and then I look at my artist is looking fly. And I feel like, oh shit, I just pop up my boot and then I'd have like some sickers shoes that I've had that I've never worn. And I feel like if it goes on it, it's gonna be sick. Yeah. Do you understand? Like, even the kind of models I use are girls that I use girls that I can girls that I feel like I if you see them right now, yeah, you're gonna like them in real life, not in cameras. Like they have to be. Lovable people. Yes. Do you understand? So like the things you do, even the way your artists appear, has to be something that I I will see and I'll be like, wow, this is sick. Yeah. Do you understand? So all of this, I infuse them into my art, you know? Yeah. So I feel like this has really, really helped in that aspect of building the pop culture because I believe I'm part of the culture, you know? Yeah, you are. So exactly. So well, you are. <laughs> so we are pushing the culture through visual still. Yeah. So it's a two-way thing, you know? And your popularity, does it help this business? Um, 
obviously, you know, it's a numbers game still, you know? Yeah. So some people, everybody's trying to get to a larger audience. Okay. So I know a couple of people that rather want to shoot me because they feel like I have a certain amount of numbers that I They mean, can also benefit from. Yeah. So fame has helped the money grow up faster. Yeah. Do you understand? And um, it's also a plus to my clients too because if I drop a video, I still have like people subscribed to my thing. So it's also a plus to everybody. So as much as the fame is not so fun because of I don't like people like that. Yes. Yeah, but for business-wise, it's it's been because the fame also helps helps the money, you know. So it's been beautiful. But like meeting people is not the issue. Yes. People, you you don't you don't like, like crowded places. Yeah, you don't like love. Yeah. And how do you do? But you manage this huge sets. Yeah, that one is work. So at work, like that is there, it's a familiar face. Like oh. they already know me. Okay. Apart from the artist people, you understand. And then it's like client to, it's like client to director thing, you know. So but like, go down in public places and be like, hey, take you more. I'm like, yeah, I know, but like. I'm, that's why I'm not doing music. <laughs> I'm not a pop star, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but it's beautiful sometimes, but sometimes I just want to be chilled. You, know? you want to be by yourself. Yeah. Your house is always quiet. Yeah, I need that. I always need to be in my mind. And then this, and then talking about the mind, this room you're sitting in is like a, a, it's a library. Yeah. We're sitting in your living room reception library. Hmm? Yeah, because all over us, there are books. Yeah. But you have so many books. Because <laughs> I, trust me, I've not read half. I've never read 10%. But like... But you're reading. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather have than not... I'd rather have and not need yeah. than need and not have. Is that right? Yes, it is. Also, you'd rather be a soldier in a garden yeah. than, be a, than be a gardener in a war. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... I just stay, I just stay around things that can really spark. I never want to lack any form of creative, creative yeah. resource. Yeah, so anytime I need something, I always like things to be around me that's going to spark it. Sometimes I take a nice ride mid-afternoon to the streets, just yeah. leave my people, smoke or not, yes. just have street vibe. Mm -hmm. Like, we're the catch crews, they love yeah. Feels beautiful. Come back here, stay indoors for another seven days. Do you understand? So it's yeah. You have to live. Yeah, you need to yeah, live, and then and then live. allow your mind breathe. Yeah, exactly. For you now, you've done this for a long time. Yeah, you've hustled multiple levels. Mm -hmm. You got literally got it out of the mud by yourself. What? What do you want out of this for yourself? What, when you think of the future and you think of advancement, growth, what do you want for yourself? Um, you know, I come from a place where people never make it, you know? Yeah. So for me right now, it's about living that legacy that, because 
bro, even the richest people on earth die, you know, like people die every day, you know. Yeah. So like, there's the only thing you can get out of life is that legacy. Every other thing, your riches, everything, once you're dead, it's gone, you know. So that impact to the society, that inspiration and all of that stuff is, that's like my, that's my goal. I'm trying to inspire a, a new generation of people to believe that, like, it is my world. I really, yeah. Like, you don't need to bend to whatever the society, like, is right. You can run your world. Yeah, run your world, you know. And also, and this means achieving a lot of fit. Yeah. The inspiration becomes better when people can see that, okay, you're actually living it. They understand? When I mean living it is you're putting in the work. Yeah. Everything that needs to be done vi visually possible, you should be the one to be there. Yeah. Doing it. Like, yes. you're supposed to be pushing, pushing the things forward. Yeah. So that inspires them more that, because people probably visioned life to be from here to this place. Yeah. Then when they see somebody that breaks that place and shows them a new world, it's more inspiring. It's like a new sight. Yeah. So you need to be that person that always breaks new, new doors, new barriers, like making people understand that it's actually possible. Yeah. So I've put myself on that level that I'm always on top of my game, researching, trying to make sure that not just for myself, but to make people understand that yes, it can be done. You know. Yeah. Yeah, we can shoot. It's possible that someday we can shoot our faster fuels. Okay. Then it goes Thailand. Thank you. And then it's like, Mandela's. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so like, it's time. These people started shooting way before we even knew where camera was. They understand? So, and trust me, we are, we are getting there. It's a matter of time. So this moment when this is happening to all of us now as an industry, Afrobeats to the world, yeah. where there are more visuals, more, uh, and then now you're not just shooting videos for yourself. Mm -hmm. You're shooting for a global audience. Right. And shout out to you for your work on Tumba Video. Uh, Tumba Video. It's not out yet yeah. right now, but, uh, but okay. I've been, even me, I want to watch it just because of the way you've pushed it, the stories you've built around it, the anticipation. Yeah. I want to be a part of that. So I, I, when it comes out, I want to watch it. Trust me. So it's sick. So how you do know, you, how do you now have to do this? Like when you, when something, like shooting a remix video, yeah. something has been done before yeah. and now you have to surpass it on the same song. Do you know the credit, the credit part of this song, bad thing? Yeah. The original, I showed the original video. I know. We love it so much. We felt like it was perfect. The remix was never in the picture. Yeah. So now you gave I, it, you gave it your all. Yeah. So now I have to outdo myself for that one. So it's, it's like you finishing the job and be like, okay, job is done. Then you go back and it'll be like, nice job. Take money. I want you to shoot the same thing, but better. Yeah. And you're like, but this, I feel like, but we all know this is crazy. And I had very little time. Yeah. I think it did. Cause if they, yeah. Cause the feature just came in and the vibe was yeah, in the there. They just wanted yeah. to just And you know, Boy is on the road, you know? Yeah. He's on tour and all of that. So I needed to get it ready because if everybody gets on the road, to get them back together to do that might start delaying out. Trust me, the Sumba virus right now is crazy. So yes, is. we are ready <laughs> to pull it up. Yeah. You understand? So I, I did what I had to do and trust me, it was sick. I 
I can't wait for you to see. It's coming. It's what's coming. the What's the happiest part of all of this? You talk with passion. You're happy when you talk about like you see and don't <laughs> dance. <laughs> and you talk well. But what's like the most fulfilling part of this? Um, where'd you get your high from? Yes, when the video drops, and then there was a time when I dropped Holy Father. I was trending on Twitter for like two days. Then that was like, that was sick. Yeah. Though. Then you'd be like, ah. and. I drop videos every time and then videos drop and I'm trending. Trust me, I'm a director, I'm not the artist. Yeah. You know, traditionally when videos drop, the artist trend, not even sure. director. Sure. So like it feels new and it feels like, bro, it's actually happening. So it inspires me to want to put in work because I love the feeling. Yeah. So at least I don't want it to stop anytime soon. I still love it. So I'm ready to put in more work. <clears throat> I know my mistakes. Yeah. And I'm ready to learn from them. Like, I'm not the type to say I'm a perfect video director. Yeah. I drop videos and I see people's reviews. I might act like I don't see it, but I pick it, put into consideration. Oh, yeah, true. I think I need to change. Like, I'm also a business person. Yeah. I'm trying to be in business for 10 years. This is my fourth year. Like, I have a target. Been in business for 10 years. Transition to some other shape. Probably an yeah, they understand. Like I'm moving with goals. I'm not just. I'm not just. I'm not. I'm not stupid. I'm not just leaving for. Yeah. This is. There's a long term yeah, goal. Yeah. This is a structure. I'm leaving. This is the long I game. Go. Yeah. Exactly. So. Do my shit. Do do the right thing. You know. Put in everything I can put in, because, this is all I have and all I can do. You know. So. Thank you so much. Thank Enjoy you. It. Interestingly, for those who don't know. We did this the first time, but that was before I expanded. Now, Joey's <laughs> number one podcast. <laughs> no, no, and this is his first, in, in this industry, yeah. he's not a presenter, remind, let me remind. At all. Is it right? He's not, he's not, people don't like, he's not in the face of the media. He's always somewhere tackling people. <laughs> in his mind. People don't, some people don't like this guy because he says the truth they love. Well. But 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 guess what? When he says it, they hear it. They know. They know. But see, I said the truth. Yeah. When I mean the truth, the truth. It's not like your own opinion. Yeah. It's something to share. This is this is not Daniel Reagan that has an opinion and everything. No, no, no. This is the person telling you that it's just like speaking according to the constitution, like by rights. This is how That's this shit should, should be. Do you but, understand? But people don't like that. Yes, because if I know, because sometimes we are very blunt. Yeah, yes, I can. Be. I know my mistakes. Yeah. When you now point it out clearly, you know when you have a mistake and then you print that nobody sees it, nobody sees it, and then Joey just comes out from one place and says, <laughs> "I know this <laughs> thing." They'll be like, "Don't spark another, <laughs> spark this argument," because that might spark an argument. Because people will be like, "Oh, yes, yes." The person will be hoping that nobody saw it. Yeah, but when Joey Joe says, "Yeah." It amplifies. Joey is dead. I said that. I do it. I saw it. I was stuck about that. So, well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you. Still. Appreciate thank it, you, brother. Man. Man. I appreciate it. This was fun doing it. Yes. And, and thank you so much, guys.